This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, here we go, San Diego, and welcome into Gwen and Chris. A happy Monday afternoon to you. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby broadcasting live from the Odyssey Palace Studios here in San Diego, California. Uh, we'll be hanging out with you until about 4.30 this afternoon. You can watch us on the uh, web stream as well. Go to YouTube and uh, search for 97.3 The Fan SD. You can watch us do the program. You can get a look at Mr. Scraby and his uh, brand spanking new, or so it looks, San Francisco 49ers red my camera, Patrick <laughs> Willis jersey. He's getting excited for tonight's game. Between the 49ers and the Vikings, we will have that game for you following our program today. In the meantime, we have a lot to dissect, including uh, a loss that was rather embarrassing for San Diego State's football team on Saturday night. We'll get into that as we go along. We'll get into the Major League Baseball playoffs, which are, uh, which are, but this is a hell of a day. I mean, there, I, I read somewhere today, Tony Gwynn Jr., that the last time there was a elimination game six, and an elimination game seven on the same day, you have to go back 20 years wow. since there's been a day like this for Major League Baseball. And the Phillies can eliminate the Diamondbacks. That game gets underway shortly. Then tonight, the winner-take-all game seven between Bochy's Rangers and Dusty Baker's Astros. If you're looking for a little insight, uh, here's some. Bruce Bochy's never lost a game seven. Dowsers. Dusty Baker has never won a Game 7. Dowsers. So we'll see if that plays into tonight's action. But uh, also a weekend of uh, NFL football that uh, culminated with a game that has me feeling quite sour today. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles over the Dolphins. A game in which Mike McDaniel himself took to Twitter and complained to the league about the disparity in officials, referee calls. Now, I don't know if that is something the league's going to take too kindly to, but I know that Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins didn't take too kindly to the fact that they were flagged 10 times and the Eagles were flagged zero last night in that football game. There were a couple of, uh, couple of pretty, uh, pretty significant calls that went Philadelphia's way, and the Dolphins are none too happy about that. So if they're not happy, then I'm not happy about I, that. So. I saw, and, and you know, but I was surprised to see Mike McDaniel actually put it out on Twitter. Yeah, he's pretty uh, buttoned up when it comes to that kind yeah. of thing. But um, I did take notice that that wasn't the first set of comments I saw complaining about the week. In officiating, and it seems like every year we have yeah. one or two of these per year per per season where 
People were questioning the refs. Apparently, this week was that week. This was that week, yeah. A lot of people upset about uh, some of the calls that took place yeah. on Sunday. Hate to see it in a matchup of uh, two pretty good 5-1 and one teams, but uh, I thought the Eagles played better. Yeah. And actually, watching the game, I wasn't really upset about the officiating. I was upset about it today when I read about all the complaining. But yeah. that's uh, that's not a story really for us to get into right now. What is a story for us to get into right now is what has happened with the Padres and their manager and Bob Melvin and the fact that the Padres have granted permission for Bob Melvin to interview with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go first uh, because I'll be honest with you. I am I, I'm pretty pretty hurt by this entire situation. Um, it, it's hard for me to understand. You know when people tell you straight up what is going on. And both A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin said that the, uh, he was coming back next year. And for that to obviously be less than truthful, as it has turned out, is a, is a difficult pill to swallow. Um, I also don't feel too good about Bob Melvin if things don't go too well in San Francisco for him, even coming back here to San Diego. I don't know that I really want a manager that wants to interview somewhere else coming back to manage my team. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking along those lines. And as far as where the Padres go from here, um, you know, I mean, these are harsh comments, I will admit, but I, I, I don't know that we can ever really trust AJ Preller again. Um, and maybe that's not his job to get us to trust him, but it just seems that everything that people thought was going on behind the scenes had to be true. There, there's absolutely no way any of this would have taken place otherwise. So those are some of my thoughts. Um, I'll, I'll send it over to you, Tony. Uh, I'm sure you have a more reasonable way of looking at this than I do. But I, I'm, I, I'm pretty hurt if I'm the Padres right now, and I'm a little ticked off. I don't know if you can be hurt if you're the Padres. Uh, and I say that because you had to grant permission in yeah, order for right. yeah. the Giants to even – we hear all the time teams ask for permission. They get shut down. You move on. You move on. Yeah. You open yeah. the door for this, and you know one thing that that went through my head when when Scraby text, and then I saw it on 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 X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, um, was the conversation I had with Bo Mel at the end of, towards the end of the season. Right. And one of the things he said to me at that time um, was it was important for him to know that. Peter Seidler and A.J. Preller wanted him back. Now, we've already heard from Peter. He, he put out a statement right yes. at the end of the season in terms of... Saying he definitely wanted Bob Melvin back. He wanted things to stay the same. He wanted to run it back for next year. Right. And so, you know, make it that what you will. The fact that Bob Melvin is now taking an interview only because the door was open and was granted a chance to take the interview. Yeah. Are we sitting here having this conversation about a possible, not only a managerial change, but one within the division? Yeah. That that just doesn't happen very often. I mean, although Boach was, the, I think, the last one that Yeah, he ended up going into the division. Going and doing, in division. Doing quite well. I... The the thing is, is AJ Preller is is right in the middle of all of this, and I I again I choose to believe Peter Seidler at face value when he says that he wanted to run it back, and he wanted Bob Melvin to come back as manager. 
I have to choose now to not believe A.J. Preller when he said he's looking forward to going forward with Bob Melvin next year. There's absolutely no way he could be doing that or thinking that if he granted permission for his manager to go interview with another team. So that that's the part that that sticks in my craw. Um, I, I don't. I I really believe that AJ all along kind of wanted this to happen. I believe that all along he was just assuming that Bob Melvin would have an opportunity to interview in San Francisco, and he was going to be more than willing to allow him to walk out this door. And now that Bob Melvin has, you know, by all reports, begun the process of interviewing in San Francisco. I, I don't. I, I, what's he going to do? Turn around now and say, you know what? Eh, that didn't sound too good. I think I'm going to well, say in San Diego. I don't think that's a very good look. I think it's important to remember at this point, you haven't heard from anybody on the sides. We've only gotten reports from Dennis Lynn. We saw Kevin's report as well today or yesterday, whenever it was. It today. Was today. Today, we haven't actually heard. So that gives them space if it doesn't go the way it's it seems like it's going right now. Right. To come back. Now, listen, I I am not I don't know if hurt is the right word, but there is a sense of gosh. It'll come to me. Hurt isn't the the word that I'm feeling. I think betrayed disheartening disheartened a little okay. bit. Betrayed at all? No. I you know, in this game I, I You're not gonna I, go I, there. I'm just not <laughs> Yeah, it is a business. You know, I I can't I can't still feel a betrayed. Business. But um it, it it is it is certainly not the best look situation. I agree right with that. Right now. I, I I don't know that there's any other way to really speak on this at this point. I no. Mean, I mean I'll say the word, Tony. Uh, you work for this franchise. You do a fabulous job doing the uh, radio games. I don't think you're in a position to have to say something, but this looks rather dysfunctional. I mean, this just flat out does. To somebody on the outside looking in, which I perceive myself to be, somebody on the outside looking in, I don't work there, I don't, I don't have any in, inside information or very little. It, it just looks like owner who wants one thing, You've got your general manager saying another thing, but doing something completely different, Mm. and your manager kind of caught in the middle trying to figure out where he really wants to work, saying that he wants to work here, but his actions say doesn't really want to work here, given that there's another opportunity for him to go to. So, I mean, it just how else can you describe it? Just based off of that, it goes back to the stuff that was written earlier, right? Like, yes, it does. If if both sides are on the same page. We're not having this discussion. No, we're not even. We, this isn't even a thing. Um, and for it to allege, uh, for it to be unfolding the way that it looks like it is, does seem to point to the fact that maybe there is a, a disconnect there. You know, I mean, it was written about everybody. Form their own opinions on if it was true, if it wasn't true. It, it this this doesn't really lead you in any other direction. These these how this has unfolded the last twenty four hours. And if you want to make it any worse, if you are Tony Gwynn Jr. or myself, understand that Matt Scraby can sit over there in his forty nine er uniform and say those words that we all hate to hear. I, I told, told you, you so. so. Yes! So he can be excited and, about that. But no. you said that you didn't want it to happen. You're right. But now that it's actually happening, 
you can gloat, but no. at the same time, you have to deal with the reality of it's actually happening. I'm We're going to lose no. Bob Melvin. I know. I'm not going to gloat. I didn't even gloat in my text to you guys yesterday, even though I drafted a I told you so text. I thought, this is too serious to for me to be joking about it, because I don't want this to happen. I think if they... If they go away from Bob Melvin, I think this is going to throw some of the team into disarray. Not to mention who's going to come in and manage for this team if it's we'll not someone that. new. We'll get into that a little bit later. It, it was it was uh, not like you said. It wasn't painful, but it was disheartening because it's like I I do tell people outside of this show what we say on the show, and I believe it too about how I believe AJ Preller. I believe Bob. I'm Melvin. with you, man. I'm an internal optimist. Yeah, and there is nothing that anybody could have told me that made me believe that whatever was going on couldn't be worked out, and that once it was, we'd be off to the races. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, it's pretty hard to believe that it was worked out. It's more than hard to believe. That more it than hard out. to believe. We'll keep up to date with it. Like I said, Bob Melvin is uh, said to be uh, already beginning the process of interviewing with the Giants. I can't imagine it'll be too long before they make some sort of announcement. Either that or Bob Melvin sticks his tail between his legs and tries to come back and work for a guy that granted him permission to leave. I I, again, I have a lot of is, trouble seeing that being the outcome now. I'm sorry to jump in, but I no. want to make sure we do this before we get to break. But is this is this one of those things, like in a relationship that I've been a part of so many times, when you know it's over, it's over, but you still hold out hope? Like, is that <laughs> is, one? Of, is, is, is it like? Is it one of those things for who? For me, for like. Is it is he done being the manager of the Padres? Has it gone too far? Listen, is there too much that's happened for him to work well with AJ I, at this I, point, I, or I vice think, versa? I think when you're dealing with the folks within that business that have to would be the ones that really have to move on past it, they all recognize what it is that this is a business, and those folks inside are probably more privy than any of us to how the inner workings go. So, I. It's not done until it's done, but as Chris said, it does seem like it would be difficult, at least from the outside looking in, that yeah. that would be um, easily repaired. It's, All right, yeah. well, who will be the new manager of the Padres, assuming there is a new one? We will discuss that when we come back. We'll get into some more of the uh, weekend uh, items, uh, none of which were really all that good. Even the San Diego State basketball team lost a scrimmage to Arizona State. So you can throw that on top of everything. Uh, you know, Brian Dutcher said it was great. He said it was a great practice, great scrimmage. He couldn't have asked for more. They still lost it. Uh, so <laughs> there isn't a whole lot of happy news for you. Did we talk about the Essex football team? We, he, he I mentioned it already. I, I already moved past that. I'll Sorry. get back to it. As, there wasn't much to talk about on that yeah, I have to get anyway. back to that a little bit later on. But we are underway. The phone number is uh, 833-288-0973. Uh, we might have some time to take some phone calls on this whole Bob Melvin mess. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, are you happy, angry, sad, hurt? Whatever it might be, give us a call if you'd like to uh, comment. Uh, the Diamondbacks are batting in the top of the first inning in Philadelphia. We'll keep you up to date. No score yet in Game 6. Gwen and Chris underway on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Primetime NFL games are available for free from Westwood One and live here on 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app tonight. Scraby's 49ers and the Vikings and Thursday, the Bucks and the Bills right here on 97.3 The Fan at 4.30. Or simply download the Odyssey app and search for the 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. Uh, yeah, it, it, it went down last night. You know, we, we the word, was it last night? Yeah, it was during the day. It was more I think afternoon. it was like 2.24 p.m. Yeah, afternoon. The Are news. you sure of the time? <laughs> I, I believe I saw that tweet earlier. 2.24. Scraby's right. hands couldn't type the words fast no, enough in our, so group, in our group text. So excited. I, I'm not, will you stop painting me like I'm excited that this is happening? I mean, no, I mean, you are excited. You're excited that you were right. You're never yes. right. That's so what, if I were you, I'd be very excited okay, that I was right. That's not true because there's something else we'll get to in Here, the Daily Gambit that you were wrong about. So. Uh, oh, the, beep, 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 we, we talked a little bit about possible candidates, and, and I'll just say this: um, you know, as it pertains to what we all just kind of came across, I just think it's 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 a, it's a tough situation, ultimately, right? Like, because we all the stories broke, and you know. People made what they wanted to of it. But again, it, it really becomes hard to kind of move away from what we found out yesterday. Something To me, something happened in between the time that we were told by both AJ and Bo that he was coming back and yesterday. Somewhere in that timeline, something changed. Now, what that was, if it was simply the the Giants reaching out and them being given um, permission, it certainly could be that we yeah. do. We do. But know- they wouldn't have given. But as you said before, they would not have been given permission had everything been buttoned up the way AJ and Bo Mel seemed to make it appear. That, that's what I would surmise. That so it, it, it could, it could got- not have been buttoned up yeah. in any way close to what they were making it seem. So. I, the question now is who wants to step into this? So, um, according, you know, to, according to Kevin Acey, uh Mike Shield is at the top of the list along with Ryan Flaherty. Ryan Flaherty has been on the staff for, I believe, what, five years now? Four or five years yeah. in different roles. Mike Shield came on last year. He's a great addition to this staff. 
and he has managerial chops. Yes, good he does. managerial chops. Um, a lot of Cardinals fans were very upset when he got let go. He, he, I mean, it was a surprise to the baseball community that he was let go. Um, you know, Mike, Mike is an interesting case. I, I got, to, I've gotten a chance to know Mike over the last couple of years, and he's a straight shooter. I think that probably is what got him in trouble in in St. Louis, or at least out of there. Uh, but he certainly has the type of tone and tenor that you need with a ball club like this. Um, Ryan Flaherty, who, who does a great job, he he does not have the experience that Mike Schilt does. He has I think none. That's, that's, that is kind of where none. it's at. I mean, I think people that are worried, here's a couple of things in my mind. Mike Schilt, uh, you said he's a straight shooter. I, how's that going to work in this organization? I mean, is he going to come out and really be able to have a voice? Uh, I think he's got to ask himself that question. You know, is he going to be able to say and do what he would like to do uh, without interference? Um, you know, we heard about A.J. Preller's meddling, and everybody kind of shoved that aside during the uh, the negotiations that were. But it, it, it just seems to me that that meddling is still part of this. Otherwise, why would we be where we are now? So that's something that Mike Schilt has to be concerned with. The, on the other side, Ryan Flaherty, a lot of people think that would be a hire akin to Jace Tingler and Andy Green, mm. which people said was just a, those guys were just mouthpieces for A.J. So either way, A.J. kind of figures in that. Uh, maybe there's something else completely that the Padres have in mind that we're not thinking of. I just, you know, Mike Schilt, I mean – these jobs are hard to get, so I'd love to have one if I'm Mike Schilt, but I don't want it if I'm going to manage and win 90 games and then be told, you know, my way is not the way they want to go. Yeah. So that that's that has to be part of the thinking. Uh, like I said, it's a dysfunctional situation right now from the outside looking in. Maybe Mike Schilt already being on the inside doesn't see it as dysfunctional, but I certainly do, and... I think it's going to be interesting, you know, whoever takes this job. And I think they're going to have to be asked, are you going to have a voice? Are you going to be able to you going to be able to make moves the way you see fit? And I'm sure they'll answer, oh, yes, of course I'll have my I was about to say, I you know, think we course, know the answer. Yeah, we know what the answer say. will be. The question is, will that actually happen? So I, I, I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm, I'm disheartened by this whole thing right now. Um, I, I, you know, whether I like Bob Melvin or didn't like him, um, you know, I was I was ready to go forward with this season and run it back in 2024. Right now, I, I I think it's a it's going to take a cleanup crew of somebody to come in and change all this. Now maybe the maybe the players can play among the dysfunction, but um, it's not easy. It's not easy to do. You've been there. You've been around these organizations, and you said this. Mike Schilt also managed in an organization. <laughs> About as buttoned up Button and as well up. respected as any organization in baseball, which seems to be the Cardinals as far away from where the Padres are at the moment as any. So, uh, all of these things come into my mind when I think about who would take over for Bob Melvin. Yeah, it's uh, certainly uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of unfolds. We got some uh, callers on the line. Scrape, it looks like. Uh, yes, we do. Let's go to let's go to Eddie. Eddie, happy Monday to you. What's on your mind? How you doing, Tony and Chris? Hey, Eddie. Hey, uh, Tony, uh, I'm uh, Sonny Jaramillo's brother-in-law. He says hello. <laughs> Sonny is my guy. Please tell him I said hello. 
I will, I will. He gives you all the stories with your dad, and it's awesome. I I can go all night with him. And anyways, Bob Belnut, I don't think he's a fit for us. I never liked the way he managed. I think I heard the divine Tony that he said that he wasn't coming back if Juan Soto is coming back. So that's going a comment that I heard from someone. This is a different club with that. I don't know if it's the Latino and they don't blend in, but I heard that Bot Bot Melvin is not very happy if he comes back or they resign him. I don't know if it's true or not. But the way that Melvin coaches Tony, I don't know if it's he doesn't create runs or a small ball here and there. I just didn't like the way he manages. And I was on vacation the last couple of weeks of the season. So I don't know who they blame, why the players didn't perform that they were supposed to be performing. And it's last year we got, he shut my mouth when he went to the playoffs. But this year, he, I don't know. They don't play. The, he lost the bad guy. I don't know what's going on. But I feel Mike should be the one if he goes to the Giants. And Mike is a good guy. I met him last year. He flies out a lot through our company that I work for. And he seems to be the fit. We cannot have an inexperienced manager to come in. We need someone to know the players respect. And I don't think the players respect Bob. It's my opinion, Tony and Chris. Thank you for your time. Eddie, thank you for the phone call. I will respectfully disagree on the players. That That's solely on the players. I think the players have... Uh, taking the responsibility for that at the end of the season, uh, as they should have. Uh, but I think they recognize it. Uh, now, I will touch on something Eddie said there about needing a, a manager that has experience. Um, I think there's a lot of people that may feel like that. Doesn't necessarily mean they're right, though. No, um, that's it, true. It, 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 you can have you can not have experience and still go out and have success. Um, he got a little trial run, if if you guys don't remember this. Remember Bo Mel had that, I don't know, the stomach or kidney issue that he had yeah. last year. And so, uh, you know, Ryan got a chance to, to be the manager. He got a chance to, to speak to the media before the game. And I know it wasn't his favorite part was having to sit in front of those cameras. but <laughs> He didn't like us. Come <laughs> but, on. But, you know, I, I think um, – there, there's going to be a lot of sentiment, my guess, from at least the fans, from a fan's perspective, that they're going to want somebody who has experience. They've kind of gone through however many years, whether it was Andy, then it was Jace, yeah. of of having managers with no experience or little experience. Um, and listen, although you got to start somewhere, I'm sure the folks in San Diego may not necessarily agree that it needs to be here. I also want to just throw in there that I don't know that there's anybody anywhere who thinks that Bob Melvin felt he wouldn't come back if Juan Soto was yeah, coming that was, back. That was I forgot to comment. address that yeah, part. I, I, I don't <laughs> want to just let him throw that out that there. Guy on his team? I'm not saying he's wrong. Maybe somebody told him. You know, somebody could tell that's you true. that. That's I fine. I totally forgot about that part. But I, I don't know that anybody has heard anything like that. And, and trying to drag Juan Soto and the Latino presence into it uh, – that doesn't seem accurate to me. That so. that isn't the first time I've heard the Latino uh, angle before. Uh, like wow. on some of the post post game shows, I've heard that. I don't personally know if if they need someone. I don't know that it matters. 
yeah. that Latino or, or whatever the yeah. race is. I don't think I don't that's buy a, into that. I don't think that's a significant part. Yeah, I don't buy that one. All. I didn't want to just let that one go on unchecked. Yeah. I also think this this is just so unfortunate for fans and for everyone who has enjoyed Padres baseball over the last couple of years because it's all it's it's not really about what's happening on the field. Everything is is in the front office, in the news, in the media. Well, it's it's connected though. Because, it is connected. Because yeah. when you're playing well on the True. field, this would never a lot of this if they stuff made the playoffs. doesn't even come to light. Yeah, or doesn't even even brought up. Yeah, but when you're not playing well, you you better book it. These things start to creep out. They always do. And they get louder and louder. You and I discussed it at midseason that this kind of stuff might start creeping out. We didn't know it would unfold totally the way it has. Back in the late 70s, they called the Yankees the Bronx Zoo because of all the crazy things that were going on in that organization with Steinbrenner and Billy Martin and everything. I don't know if we're the San Diego Zoo (laughs) <laughs> but we're looking a little dysfunctional, as I said, at the moment. Here's the good news, though. Those late 70s Yankees, they won back-to-back World Series mm-hmm. under that uh, Bronx Zoo moniker. There so is you the, never know. The kind of undercurrent right there that you hope. It's That's right. Yeah. A couple uh, comments on the stream real quick. Alex says, Bomel gave us two winning seasons in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The season hasn't been good, but the numbers don't lie. Also, we got a comment saying that Tony is really hot today and they're going to have to start <laughs> watching the stream more often. <laughs> it's true. That is, I am burning up in here right now. <laughs> you that is hilarious that you guys saw that, by the way. Also, Matt is... Uh, no, no, no. I think she was saying you were hot like you're oh. attractive. Oh. And both. Yeah, oh. I guess you're sweating as I'm, well. <laughs> I'm sweating, too. But I appreciate the compliment. Um, Thank you. Matt also said that last caller may have been AJ with a voice changer. So. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can have a little bit of fun with this, because it's, not, well, the, it's that, not the best time. We can have a little fun with this, too. Our old friend Tommy Pham just hit a home run to give Arizona oh, no. an early one nothing lead over the Phillies. So oh, man, can we take have that two, for data. two game sevens in the ALCS and ALCS? Never know. Mm. Never mm. know. We definitely have mm. one in the ALCS. And how the Astros figure out how to win at home, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Let's get to break. We are well past the time. More Gwen and Chris on the way. All right, very busy Monday, a a day in which uh, it'll be difficult for two hours to hold all the info, but uh, that's what we've got left up until 4.30. And then we got to make way for the 49ers and the Vikings coming up on Monday Night Football here on 97.3 The Fan. Until then, Chris Ello. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scraby will get back to the Bob Melvin conversation and some of your thoughts on it, uh, 833-288-0973. But first, an update is necessary from Philadelphia. We told you Tommy Pham had homered. Well, Lourdes Gurriel followed that up with a home run. Alec Thomas walked, and Evan Longoria doubled to the gap. Thomas scored easily, and now the Diamondbacks are threatening for more with a 3 nothing lead over Philadelphia in the top of the second inning. So no take outs. that, Philadelphia. We thought that – I think everybody just assumed the Phillies winning game five, Tony, taking a 3-2 series lead back home where they're unbeatable, that they'd uh, put the Diamondbacks away here. They still may, but they're going to have to come from behind to do it now. Um, I, I can't blame anybody for feeling like that. The Phillies have not lost a game at home all playoff, so uh, it makes some sense. Sorry, I thought there was almost a homer there. Almost another one. Uh, but, you know, uh, Aaron Nola has come out a little bit. Um, he's throwing the ball in the middle of the catch, plate. He's catching far too much play. Yeah, he's throwing in the middle of the plate. Perdomo fly to deep right field. Longoria moves to third. So Diamondbacks with a 3 nothing lead and another run 90 feet away with one out in the top of the second inning. Merrill Kelly starting for Arizona. I will say this. Kelly was scared to death of both Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper in the bottom of the first inning. He yes, walked he both of them on four pitches, but he was able to get everybody else out and keep Philadelphia off the scoreboard. And if you're going to pitch to those guys like that, you're going to be living on the edge all night if putting those guys on. I'd be scared that's to pitch they, to them. They, I mean, I, I'm not blaming them. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Both of those two dudes uh, have had an impact in this series, but yeah. it's, that's a tough spot to keep pitching out of. Those guys on base, and that's assuming you keep the guys off in front of them. Yeah, there's some other guys in that lineup that are pretty good. Yeah. So uh, well, the Phillies certainly are more than capable of scoring three runs in this game, but they're down 3 nothing in the top of the second inning. Meantime, real quick, yeah, this just came across sure. uh, my uh, computer. Brian Abreu's two-game suspension was upheld by an independent arbitrator, but... It will be delayed until the start of 2024. Okay. So he will be available available in tonight's Game 7. All right, that's interesting news to know as the uh, Ra- uh, Rangers and Astros get set to decide their tug of war. Tug of war isn't uh, really a good way to describe it. This is an all-out war yeah, it is. between these two teams. It started to get hot. 
when they had the bench clearing incident in Game Five, and then uh, Breu got the suspension. Adelise Garcia was booed vociferously, then cheered last night when he struck out four times. Tony, he got the last laugh though. Boy, did he ever get the last <laughs> laugh! A grand slam in the ninth inning put away that ball game. Bochi again managed his bullpen. Just absolutely like... Uh, and let me say this. Like, to perfection. I mean, his guys still have to come through, let's be honest. But got out of huge jams in the seventh and again in the eighth to hang on to a one-run lead before the Rangers put it away. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Because what he did last night was blasphemy in terms of... A couple of different how, times. How analytics look at this game. I love it. Oh my gosh! He kept the righty in. Was it a uh, sport? Um, Spores. Spores. Yeah, kept, kept him the in. righty in to, to face Alvarez. Alvarez. Are you kidding me? And he struck him out. That is a gut call. I love it. It's a gut call because I love it. everything in every manual, not even analytics, tells you the lefty has to face him. Yeah, but and you've got a guy, a lefty who throws 106 miles an hour. Here's here. Didn't use yes, him. exactly. Here's Didn't where. Use him. Here's where the experience. And his eyes told him what he needed to see. Against the lefties in that series, Alvarez is hitting. He's crushed every lefty. He's hitting above 500. Yeah. So, so there was no advantage to bringing dip, in. Right. The, there was no advantage to bringing a lefty in. So Bochi went with the pitcher he felt had the best chance of getting him. He also walked Alvarez with a runner on first. Yes, he did. Earlier in the game to force a tying run into scoring position. Which, which and got through that. It's funny. Somebody asked me. I did a I did a radio hit. What would I, I do? I was like, you're eventually going to have to walk him. Yeah, it's all it, you it, can it do. Won't, it won't matter. It, it, he's, he did what you and I talked about the other night when we saw the runner on first and we're like, you know, it's the same thing, really, if the runner's on second and If he was on him. second, right. you'd walk him for sure with first base open. So not, why not walk him with first base occupied? You have the same exact situation. And both did, did it. it. Bochi was so fantastic. I loved the it other, last night. The other thing I, I wanted to point to was you know, I hope the Astros can get out of their own head because, you know, they were talking about it a little bit, the batter's eye that many of the Astros are complaining. And I know that to be true because when the Padres went there. Oh, the batter's eye in Houston, in Houston where they've struggled all year. It's, they changed it this year. It, oh. they, they added more, like, seats and kind mm, of, you know, a little bit more fan-friendly. And here we are in October, and it's showing up. And I know it to be true because you were hearing rumblings about it when the Padres went there um, at the end of the season, that the guys are not happy about that batter's eye. And I think at this point, it's in their dome because it didn't look like the Rangers had any problem at all with the batter's eye. Well, keep in mind the Astros were under 500 this year yeah. at home, and uh, they've lost all three games at home in this series. There does become a point where you you vocalize that enough in the game of it becomes baseball, true. It, be, it starts to become Ask the true Padres in your head. talking about the RISP statistic. Yeah. They tried to stay away for from it as long as they could. But eventually, by about July, it started to catch up with them yeah. and uh, became a real thing. All right, the uh, Diamondbacks did not score that run from third base. So, uh, Phillies coming up in the bottom of the second, trailing 3 nothing. Astros and Rangers later tonight. Scherzer pitches for Texas. I got to tell you, for a guy that's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame, I couldn't have less confidence 
than I do in him tonight, Tony. He's not been pitching well. He's been on the shelf for a long time. Yeah. Christian Javier's on the other side, who hardly ever gives up a postseason hit for the Astros. But Bochy's going to find a way. I just Listen, have a weird here, feeling that Bochy's going to find a way tonight. I, I, here's the deal. I, I think... Max will be better than he was the first time out. That was his first time pitching True. in a big league game in uh, what a couple months at this That's point. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be better. But don't think for one second that Boach is not going to pull the cord early No, if he, he doesn't feel like Scherzer is himself. That's the one thing that I think Bruce Bochy has always done really better than most is that bullpen. He, he knows as a former catcher, I think there's something that he recognizes and he sees um, that, you know, is his superpower in terms of dealing with the bullpen and his pitchers. Yeah. Um, he he won't let Scherzer be out there too long if he's not effective, I don't think. Love a Game 7 in uh, any sport, but uh, especially with a trip to the World Series on the line. That'll come up later tonight. All right, let's get back to some phone calls. People dialing in about this Bob Melvin Situation. It appears Situation. that Bob Melvin is going to be leaving. He certainly is going to be interviewing or has started interviewing with the San Francisco Giants. What are your thoughts, Richard and Hillcrest? Always What's up, good Richard? to talk to you, Richard. Hey, guys. How are you today? Doing good. well. Hey, listen, man. A couple of things I'd like to say as a fan. I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, the frustration. You know, it seems like every two years or so, you get a different manager coming on to manage a team, which includes a new coaching staff to go along with it. How can we ever develop a culture of winning that has to start from the top on down? I mean, the ownership, management, the manager of the team, and the coaching staff, if we keep changing managers every, every couple of years, it's not going to work. It's real easy to spend money, but you're still not solving the problems. Where's our farm system in this? I'm worried about the culture of winning for our organization. What are you guys' thoughts about that? Thanks for the phone call, Richard. Uh, Richard is on something that I don't think we've touched on yet, and and that's the effect of the actual team when you got a new voice, and, and that's that's at the helm, right? And I think it's less of adjustment when it comes from within an organization, but there's still an adjustment that that is usually needs to be made. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think those are all valid concerns of, yeah. of Richard, for I sure. I think they are, too, but there's with the organization for the last decade. And, again, that goes back to A.J. Preller. And I don't know that A.J. is uh, doing this uh, wittingly, but, I mean, his neck has got to be out on the line this time in terms of everybody pretty much understanding or at least perceiving that he is the reason that Bob Melvin is not going to be here next year. Uh, it, it, it's obvious Peter Seidler wanted him back. AJ obviously did not want him back, has granted permission for him to leave. So if that's AJ's want and that's what he gets, then it's got to be his reputation that's at stake in 2024. I mean, eventually it has to come to that. He's the only constant here. Let's get to... Oh, Man, two favorites right in a row, Magic and San Diego. Hi, Magic. What's up, Magic? Gentlemen, how you doing today? Very good. Hanging in there. Hey, guys, um, before I, I uh, give my take on Bob Melvin, um, I, I got to say this. Um, I, I definitely don't – I will never believe in, in Sasquatch or Loch Ness or, or aliens or any of that, but, you know, until I actually see one. But I got to start believing in curses. And what happened to the 
sports in this town the last this past weekend with the Aztecs, mm. uh, the Padres, uh, the the soccer team. I, I there there has to be a curse on San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something something bad is going on there. But let me get on Bob. Um, I've heard a lot of guys talk about who they want to be uh, a manager there, and I'm looking at the makeup of this team and. To me, I think the best manager out there, now whether they can get him or whether he would want to come here, would be Ozzie for this part. With the Dominican Republican players on that team and what they're trying to build in the farm system, you see the passion these guys play with in the world baseball. And I think Gian would be the perfect match against uh, AJ because Gian would say, you keep your ass up there, do what you do. I'll run this team, and I think as far as Manny and the rest of those players on that team, they would respect Gian because they need a firebrand in there, and they need somebody who has not been with the Padres because I think you keep bringing these guys up and they're in the system, and all they're going to do, they're going to be yes-men. You can't keep bringing yes-men in here, and I just think Gian would be a perfect fit Um Somebody who the players would respect. He's been there, done that, and AJ would would have to leave him alone and let him run the team. What do you yeah. guys think? Well, the, the, here's what I think: AJ would also have to be the guy that hires him. So, right. you know, you're asking for AJ to hire somebody and then leave him alone. <laughs> that seems unlikely based on the track record that we've seen. And quite frankly, as as good as the idea sounds of, you know, telling whatever GM to stay out of my clubhouse. You actually want those two sides working in cohesion. You don't want there to be some type of angst or some type of barricade. No, you don't. You want to see two sides to work. We've we see across Major League Baseball when when all sides are working together and pulling the rope in the same direction. Good things can happen. Good things can happen. A lot of good things can happen. Absolutely. And, and I think at this point. Um, However this turns out, you're going to need the two sides to actually be on the same page, not just in words, but in actual action. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Time to sneak Bob in here before the top of the hour. Hi, Bob. Hey, guys. How you doing? Very good, good. I'm frustrated as all get out. Yeah, we're with you. Since day one. And th- this is just frustrating me to no end. But I have a solution. I think we've looked myopically at our sports problems in San Diego, and I think it's regional. Mm. So it's pretty simple. Any major league team, whether it's football or baseball, that takes a penny in taxpayer money can never employ a GM whose first name is AJ. That's all I got. That's all you got. Giving a little love to our friend AJ Smith, who was the general manager of the Chargers for all those years. I believe he was uh, once named by someone the Lord of No Rings. The Lord of No Rings. I think Bernie Wilson came up with that. Is that true? Of course, Bernie Bernie Wilson came up with that. Oh, my goodness. Honestly, I thought that was a player after the fact. No, that's that's a Bernie Wilson one and uh, and one of Bernie's classics for sure. Yeah, AJ Smith was. a guy who lorded over the Chargers, I, I felt he was doing a pretty good job, but the 
the the coaches kept coming and going. And I think that, you know, this is kind of something that we're seeing with A.J. Preller. So, all right, uh, Phillies get on the board. Brandon Marsh, RBI single. They're still batting in the bottom of the second. Diamondbacks three, Phillies one. Game six, game seven later tonight. Daily Gambit coming up. More of your calls. NFL week number seven to recap. A lot to get done on Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.